Yeah, baby. Hour number three begins. It's 8.06. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Super Bowl 57, KC Chiefs on top, 38-35 of the Eagles. And uh, we'll talk about that. The halftime entertainment, uh, vulgar. We'll talk about that. But first... Oh, we've got the we've got the chief we want to connect with. Ocala Police Department Chief Mike Bulkin joins us. Good morning, Chief. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. How you guys been? Fantastic. Did you watch the game? Was either team a favorite for you? You know, I was a Kansas City guy. I'm not a big NFL guy. I hate to say that. Uh, uh, my wife and daughter watch more football than I do. But yeah, I was happy to see Kansas City win. I prefer the college game as well. But yeah, I've been I've been giving back to uh, you know the, the NFL another chance in some ways. Uh, I figured, why am I punishing myself if I want to see football? So <laughs> anyway, uh, but I was rooting for the Eagles. My my mom's side of family from there. But here we go. Hey, we've got uh, business to take care of. January 31st, you had a press conference. You, you've, you've got good news when uh, it seems like a lot of cities, are their violent crime rates are going up. Tell me about it. Yeah, no, we've been uh, we've been enjoying a, a a good year. Last year was uh, really good. Ended up about seventeen percent down uh, in violent crime compared to twenty twenty one. And yeah, that's that's really I think uh, because of the the partnerships that we enjoy uh, here in Ocala, Marion County. But which is exactly what this press conference was about. Uh, you know, I was joined by Sheriff Woods, uh, the Marion County Sheriff's Office, State Attorney Bill Gladson of the uh, Fifth Judicial Circuit, uh, ATF, FBI, and of course uh, our U.S. Attorney, Mr. Roger Hanberg. Here of the uh, Middle District of Florida, but, you know, really to talk about Project Safe Neighborhoods, which puts a focus on on violent crime and allows us to partner in a way which, you know, I think provides for open communication, collaboration, and just ensures that we're employing a team approach to, to quite frankly, detect, arrest, and successfully prosecute, ultimately, uh, those violent uh, felony offenders at either the state or federal level. So, yeah, we've been successful, uh, very successful at leveraging those resources in order, in order to make Ocala really a, a safer place to live, work, and, and play. Like I said, 70, 17% reduction in violent, violent crime, 30, I think, 34, 35% reduction in gun violence. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been successful. I think that program really allows us to operate, uh, you know, kind of from an intelligence-led policing model, which uh, we can we can work with a scalpel in that uh, in that arena rather than a chainsaw. Cast a very small net to to really get that small percentage of people that are committing the majority of crime out there. That's what I was going to ask about. Small percentage of the people committing the vast majority. That's exactly what appears you're targeting and and being successful about it. And I know you had, what, over 400 firearms that were recovered last year. Yeah, crazy numbers, right? 2021, we saw uh, almost 500. I think it was 483 recovered firearms. Uh, 2022 dropped just a little bit down to 461 firearms. But, you know, these are, uh, again, I'm first one to say guns don't kill people. Bad people kill people. Uh, but, but getting those guns out of the hands of these violent felony offenders is extremely important. And obviously, you know, successful, I think, by the numbers. You know, we did a search warrant uh, uh, at, a, at a, 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 a drug trap house just a couple weeks ago, and our drug agents recovered 15 firearms alone just in that, that one home that uh, we know were involved in, in 
recent shootings. So yeah, a really, really important thing to focus on for us, you know, and, and these folks that are committing violent crime are also committing property crimes as well. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've done a good job, I think, uh, partnering with our, you know, our, our local, state, and federal partners and removing them those those individuals from our society one bad guy at a time. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're successful in that regard. I think we're capitalizing, Bob, quite frankly, on technology uh, uh, in our community, using that as a force multiplier. And, you know, th- those tools allow us to really cover much more ground without adding additional manpower, which, of course, is the biggest part of our budget. So all in all, you know, partnering uh, in, in this regard, and this really came about after, you know, 9-11, when I think a lot of agencies were compartmentalized and not really sharing information and, and working together. This has been a tremendous success for us. You've also mentioned uh, just now manpower, and I understand there's still vacancies. I know law enforcement in general uh, all over the place um, is looking for uh, good, uh, good, dependable folks. Tell me about some of the uh, areas where you could use some new talent. Yeah, you know that's and it's a it's a ongoing uh, uh, message we hear across the country. Really, we're we're here in Ocala. We're actually doing better, th- I think, than a lot of my counterparts across the state. Talking with uh, you know uh, other chiefs in, in in the state of Florida, but uh, yeah, still got about nine, maybe ten now. Uh, police officer vacancies certainly have uh, uh, slots to fill in our communication center, our evidence technicians, uh, our community service officers. So we, we're really looking to fill uh, you know quite a few different vacancies throughout the agency so uh, we're actively recruiting and and trying to retain quality talent uh, each and every day so yeah anybody any of our listeners out there I say this everywhere I go but if you know somebody or, or you are someone that uh, you think would be a good police officer or, or work well when the, within the agency give us a call you know go to calafl.org our, our vacancies are listed on there and we'd love to bring you on board February's Black History Month and uh I guess uh, you'd have to go back a number of years. Uh, Ocala's first black female police officer and uh, tip of the hat. Tell me about that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, she was a joy to meet. Uh, Miss Alice Faison was uh, hired on with us back in 1969, I believe, as the first black female police officer. And she worked with us for about uh, 16 years until she was hit by a drunk driver and and uh, and that forced her to leave us. But uh, yeah, now 75 years old, uh, she came and joined us for a little meet and greet and a little luncheon we had uh, just a couple weeks ago. And, a, and, a, and an absolute delight, a pleasure to have back in our building. And uh, I would hire her back today if she if she was willing to come back but just a a, a great individual you can see why she was so successful at kind of uh, breaking down barriers back in, in in 1969 really at a pivotal point right we got to put that into perspective of what was going on around the country so you know kudos to the chief for for breaking down that door and, and getting that uh, you know that wonderful woman in, in in our police department well yeah and I was going to say and a woman I wonder what the percentage of uh, female police officers in general was not just in Ocala but across the country that that was probably a fairly rare thing at that time I, I I would yeah I wish I had pulled those numbers I wish I had them in front of me but I'm I, I can tell you she was a minority not only in race but gender as well for sure well fantastic stuff all the way around is there anything else that you want to touch on or cover or, or let yeah, the well, uh, folks know we can talk about uh, just uh, in, in regards to Black History Month. You know, uh, we have loaned out our uh, the historic badge of our first Ocala, black uh, uh, town marshal here in Ocala, Mr. Uh, Burrell Dawkins, who uh, served uh, uh, the police department back in the 1880s. Wow. Um, 
he was shot uh, not once but twice in the line of duty, uh, once uh, actually trying to arrest a, a guy that rode his horse into the lobby of the Ocala Hotel, and it's, the bullet strike uh, uh, is shown on his badge now that we've loaned out to uh, the Marion County uh, Museum of uh, History and Archaeology uh, out at the McPherson Complex. So, you know, quite the historic piece. It took a lot to pry that badge out of uh, our hands just to put it on loan. It's that valuable to us. But anybody who wants to see that, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible story of a, you know, a, a guy that, uh, you know, back in the 1880s, I can't imagine being, uh, you know, a black law enforcement officer in this community. So uh, for, for Marshall Dawkins to do that was just incredible. It's a great story. So, yeah, if you, anybody out there has got time, you want to swing by the, the museum, you can see that during the entire month of February. So uh, go check out that badge. He ultimately gave his life for the citizens of, of Ocala. So it's an important part of our history. Yeah, and, and when you make history that exciting, interesting, and it's just an oh, wow kind of moment, I think that's going to draw plenty of folks who are going to want to hear more about the history of Marion County, Ocala specifically. And, and Chief, we always appreciate your time on the show, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. God bless you, Bob. Uh, have a great day today, and uh, we'll talk to you next month. All right. You and uh, all law enforcement, uh, stay safe. We back the blue. It's 8.15 on the Bob Rose Show. What's going on? Uh, Pooty Poot, he wants to hold a celebration and a long-delayed speech. Details on that coming up on 97.3 The Sky.